Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Season 3 West Coast Roundup, Episode 1. Good to be back. Uh, been wanting to do this episode for a while, but just haven't got around to it, but have some time today, and let's get right into it. Uh, starting off, we'll do our power rankings, and then I'll go team by team, talk about some of the last uh, and little questions of the off season, and then get into what teams have done, talk about their floors, their ceilings, and uh, a little bit of everything else. I will say this is probably uh, one of the hardest power rankings I've ever done. Um, besides first, I mean, two through ten, I'm not confident about anyone else. Uh, it's really a close conference this year, going, I think, from two to six, and then, or even maybe seven. And then I think eight, nine, ten are kind of in their own range. But uh, let's get into it. At number one, Gonzaga. They're going to start off the preseason uh, first. I mean, Mark Few. His uh, crew have it rolling there in Spokane. I don't really see that changing. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks uh, about their team next year at the moment, but, I mean, I wouldn't bet against Mark Few and the talent they bring in. It's kind of hard not to put them first. <clears throat> Number two, St. Mary's. Uh, returned Logan Johnson, which was huge. If he didn't return, I don't think they'd be number two. They have some question marks down low, but uh, returned three starters. Uh, if you want to count Marcellionis, four starters from the team last year uh but really i would say three starters from the team last year and then you know they have some uh brought in a really good freshman class so there's uh, some expectations uh in moraga number three san diego uh incredible job over there in the transfer market brought back mckinney high expectations i think san diego will be fighting for uh, a bubble spot or an nit spot four byu um Lost a lot, no Barcelo, a loner's gone, but still have a good team. Mark Pope can coach. Uh, I'm kind of doing the same thing I did last year. Uh, San Diego with all the transfers, I'm buying high on them. Like I did LMU last year after they got their transfers. Uh, and then I'm kind of underestimating, I guess, uh, BYU this year like I did St. Mary's last year. And then I'm putting five San Francisco, a team that could really be up in the two or three spot with their guard play so five san francisco i'm not as high on them i'm worried about their post play but i think i will quickly uh have san francisco moving up the list as the season starts or you know as i start to uh maybe even right before the season uh six portland uh portland returns their top six scores should be really good could even maybe be higher on the list i'm just worried about the rest of the conference, there's no easy games in conference this year. And so Portland, yeah, they, they held their own against some of the better teams. Beat San, Fran- San Francisco. I think they beat Santa Clara last year. So, you know, they can they can win some games for some of the top teams, but there's no gimmies versus the bottom teams either now. So um, Portland will definitely be harder for them, but I think they have the talent to keep sixth. Seventh, Santa Clara. Jalen Williams was a big part of that team last year in Vrankich. I mean, you're losing two all-conference players. So a lot to replace there, but at the same time, uh, brought in some good transfers. I think uh, they're seven and maybe could rise uh, going into the year. Uh, Eight, Pepperdine. Returned the great freshman class. uh, Added a good shot-blocking center, but, I mean, question is still... Didn't win much last year, and defense is going to be an issue still. So we'll see how they do. Nine Pacific, 
this one's tough. They had such a great job, did such a great job in the portal. It's just historically they've struggled in the conference, and um, I love what they did in the portal. So maybe I would put them above Pepperdine and uh, maybe have them fighting versus Santa Clara and Portland. But at the moment, I'm gonna put them nine. Um, I hope they do better, especially given the the roster they have, the Power Five transfers they added. So we'll see uh, what Pacific can do this season. But I am actually, even though they're ninth, I'm much better team, and I'm excited to see what they can do next year. And uh, I would consider Leonard Perry's first true year because last year, I mean, didn't get to build his team. Like, uh, listen to the podcast with uh, Dan Dickow. And he said, really, like, the last staff member wasn't even signed until a week before their first game. So, you know, it was a really late transition from Damon Stoudemire leaving to Leonard Perry taking the helm and getting his team. So he didn't really have time to put his influence on it. But first true offseason, he did fantastic. Number 10, LMU. Um, Went from being really high on Stan Johnson LMU last year to low on them this year. Uh, They did address their two needs and – shooting and size but i just at the moment still have them 10th could see him maybe moving up that's the thing like i said it's close everywhere um so but at the moment i am uh putting lmu 10th all right let's get into the teams now gonzaga i mean the big questions for them are about the people that are in the draft right now um strother timmy bolton demhard Holgram, you know Holgram's leaving. Nemhard's gonna leave, uh, so that leaves really the three question marks: are Strother, Timmy, Bolton, and uh, what do they do? I think Timmy leaves. I think that's the big one. Uh, Timmy leaves. I mean, he's done fantastic three years in college, two time All American. I think you look at Timmy and you think, what else can he do at Gonzaga that's gonna make him a better prospect? And you could say maybe he shows he can shoot, but Mark Few doesn't want him taking that many threes because he's so effective down low. So I don't think he'll really ever get to showcase his shooting ability with Gonzaga anymore. So I think I think it's just time for him to yeah, I don't think he has anything to prove. I don't think he can improve his stock if he comes back another year. You maybe you look at the NIL money. Maybe that brings him back. But at the moment I have him leaning towards uh leaving. Uh Rasir Bolton. I thought he was going to leave, but as more time goes on, maybe he comes back. Uh, um, that one is a 50-50 for me. Uh, used to be 80-20 he's leaving, but now, really, I look at that as a 50-50. And uh, if he does return, I mean, that's a that's a very, very deep backcourt, and it's going to result in people transferring, um, especially when you consider Strother's going to return also. So you get Strother returning, you get Bolton returning, maybe. And then you have Hickman, Dom Harris, Hunter Salas. That's so many players for uh, such a limited amount of minutes. So when you start thinking about that, I mean, it doesn't... I think last year Hickman and Salas were fine sitting on the bench because, you know, your freshman get to learn a little bit, but this year I think they expect to get more minutes. So there could I there could be a transfer after the season. If not even maybe before the season. Someone might I doubt it, but someone might transfer out. Um okay, getting into what they've done this offseason, they added Efton Reed. 
I really like this one. Um, he struggled his freshman year at LSU, yeah, but I mean, I think he fits. I think it was more of a scheme issue there. He's got talent, but LSU is trying to make him play athletic. He's not that athletic. He's a he's he fits the Gonzaga mold of a big man that can get buckets around the rim, um, but he's not super athletic. I mean, he's tall, big bodied. He'll probably get you around one block a game. Not incredibly defensively, but he's solid. But he'll develop really well offensively at Gonzaga. And I think that's what uh, they sold him on and showing him that, hey, like, we we know how to get you to the next level with your skill set. And so I think that's a really good ad. And I can see him at Gonzaga two, three years and uh, be a really good player over that time. Um, recently on Twitter, it came out, they were in Gonzaga at a commitment from Baba Miller, who's a top three European recruit. Uh, wasn't actually true. But he does have interest from Gonzaga along with he just took a visit to Florida State. So I think he's kind of deciding between a couple schools. But, I mean, that account that posted that he committed there was pretty credible. So maybe Gonzaga is in the lead, I would assume, for Baba Miller. And uh, watch some film on him. Incredibly uh, high ceiling. I mean, you're talking about a 6'10 guy who has a good shot. He does start it really low, starts below the waist when he shoots. So you need to fix that, but can shoot, can drive, uh, super versatile defensively, can probably guard one through five just because he's so athletic. I mean, he made an inbounds pass that got stolen and sprinted full court and had a chase down block on the guy. I mean, he's 6'10", but runs like he's 6'5". Uh, so a lot of talent there. So if they got him, I mean... Uh, that would be a big ad for the uh, Gonzaga. And then also uh, maybe watch for him to get another transfer. There saw some, uh, I mean, they've been going after some players. Um, I think they are going after another transfer. Um, looking at who's still in, I think a name to watch. I thought the Tyrese Hunter was going to be a name. So they're going after a guard, McCuller and Hunter. They didn't get either. So, I mean, if you look at another top guard, on the transfer list, or on my transfer list, and even in the transfer portal, that might go Gonzaga. I mean, I think the last player we're kind of looking at is maybe Malachi Smith. Uh, so I think Gonzaga is involved there, and there might be some uh, contact. Because it looks like Gonzaga's trying to add a, another guard, a proven guard, to get in the lineup. I mean, especially after you saw, like I said, Tyrese Hunter, McCuller. So I think they're targeting a guard, and you look at the le- last guards left, and uh Malachi Smith is the only one that I could see going to Gonzaga. So maybe he, he's a name to watch for. Um, also, Dom Harris, a forgotten about player. I mean, he last year he was fighting with Strother, rumor was, uh, that he's fighting with Strother for that last starting spot. So he's talented, uh, good three. He's a great 3 and D player. Um, he was supposed to be one of the best uh, perimeter defenders on Gonzaga last year. Uh, so you get him back, and he has a good three-point shot. Um, he hasn't played... Didn't play at all last year, so I mean, yeah, you can worry about um, how he gets back into the swing of things and whether the shooting and everything's still there. But as for now, I mean, I'm high on Dom Harris. I don't know if the minutes are going to be there as the issue, but uh, if he does get minutes, I could see him being a really good off-the-bench player for him this year. Uh, so my floor for Gonzaga, I think, is the second-round NCAA tournament. I think they'll win the conference tourney, win the conference, I see him getting second-round NCAA tournament as their floor. Younger team, a lot of question marks, but, I mean, Gonzaga doesn't really lose in the first round. So I'd say second-round NCAA tournament. They're ceiling only an Elite Eight. I don't see this next roster unless Timmy comes back. Um, 
as a championship quality roster. Uh, they're deep at the guard spot, but you're asking if they can get to championship quality, you're asking for a lot of big jumps from some of their guards. Hickman has to step up. Salas has to step up. Uh, defensively, their guard should be really good, but offensively, I mean, there's a lot of question marks. Uh, I think they'll play small. I think they'll go Strother at the four, bring Watson off the bench, start Reed. Uh, so, I mean, kind of a similar lineup as to when they had, you know, uh, the UCLA year, so what, two years ago with Jalen Suggs, but the talent isn't quite as, isn't near proven. And it's not as old as it was that year. So we'll see uh, how Gonzaga gets along, but I do see him as they're soon as an Elite Eight, maybe. And, uh, that might be stretching it, but I mean, I think uh, they're not as good as they've historically been. Uh, but they have a lot of potential. I mean, that's the thing. But uh, we'll move on. Number two, add my power ranking, St. Mary's. Uh, they added the best recruiting class in the West Coast Conference. Uh, Joshua Jefferson, super underrated uh, by recruiting sites, by I think other schools. A six-eight guy that can shoot, rebound, do a little bit of everything. I th- see him kind of that Malik Fitz role, maybe. I think he'll be really good for Bennett. I think that's a great ad. And then Bennett knows uh, the other their big recruit of their recruiting class was Aiden Mahaney, uh, ranked top one fifty. Really good player. Bennett knows him because his sons played with him. I can see because of that he's gonna get some minutes. Uh, he's a good scorer. Can play out the pick and roll. And like I said, Bennett knows his game. The whole coaching staff knows this guy's game. I mean, they're super close to him. So I think they know what they're getting from Mahaney, and I think they're they Mahaney knows Bennett's style and what he wants from him. So I think Mahaney's going to get some minutes early in the season. I think he'll get some uh, kind of uh, Augustus Marcellionis role, but bigger and more at the two guard. And then uh, they add Harry Wessels from Australia. Uh, big body, 7'2". Just started playing basketball recently, so he has a lot of room to grow. Um, I like the ad. Uh, guy that's coming on, starting to learn the game, has a lot of potential. You can just add him and uh, not have to really worry, um, which they do. I mean, like they added Matthew Van Komen, Komen, and that hasn't really worked out. But, I mean, you should they should add a big body because they can. And then the Australia pi- pipeline, keep it going. Um, I think Wessels has potential to be really good for uh, St. Mary's, but I wouldn't expect too much from his freshman year. And the big question I put down, I mean, for St. Mary's is, uh, will Bennett give minutes to these freshmen? Best recruiting class ever, but will they get minutes? Um, I think, like I said, Mahaney and Jefferson, I could see game minutes. Wessels, I don't really see him game minutes. Maybe even they redshirt Wessels, but I'm not sure, because that center spot's a big question mark for him. Um, I Alex Tichu. I don't know how to pronounce his name exactly, but uh, he was on Alabama. St. Mary's went after him originally um, out of high school, committed Alabama into the transfer portal. He went, visited St. Mary's. I thought they were going to commit out of him. They still can, but I thought they would have gone it quicker, uh, maybe sooner. But, I mean, I think I would have had him starting at center if he did commit. Right now I have um, Saxon starting at center, but... That's a big jump up. That's a big, like, asking him to really improve a lot. Um, I don't really see that happening. So maybe they go small. You could see him maybe going small, but I Bennett likes his big man, Toss. Uh, he's played with, uh, you know, Hunter. He put in a big minutes uh, a couple years ago. So I think they really have to uh, 
figure out the center. And I think Alex, if he did commit, that would help a lot. But right now, center is the big question mark for him. Like I said, Logan Johnson returning, huge. Uh, Such a great defender. Can drive. uh, Great in the fast break. Athletic. I think he brings a lot to him. I haven't been, uh, obviously, all-conference again. So that was a big return. Because, I mean, if not, were they really going to start Mahaney at a shooting guard? That's a really young backcourt with Augustus Marcellionis and Mahaney starting. Because I have uh, Gus starting at point guard. He lost minutes towards the end of the year, so he definitely needs to improve. But, I mean, he has the pieces Bennett likes. You can't, like Bennett said in his uh, in a podcast I was listening to with him, you can't teach passing. And that's a big thing he looks for in his point guards. And Augustus Marcellionis has that. He is a great passer. It's just scoring isn't quite there. Um so hopefully he improves because I think there's a lot of potential in Augustus Mar- in the St. Mary's system. So we'll see what he can do. Uh, floor for him, I have him finishing. I think the floor for him is uh, fourth place in the West Coast Conference and uh, NIT appearance. I think the ceiling for him is a second in the West Coast Conference and a first round of NCAA. I don't think they really have uh, the team to... Uh, win in the NCAA tournament uh, game, but I think they have the team to get there. Moving on to San Diego. Uh, have the best recruiting class in the con- or transfer class in the conference. Uh, hired Steve Lavin, first of all. Done a great recruiter. Best thing he did, though, I think, was uh, getting McKinney to return. You get McKinney to return, and that's huge. Uh, such a good, so good as a freshman last year. So much potential there. Uh, so getting him to recruit, return was huge. And then they add, I think, two preseason All-West Coast Conference players. And Jaden Dallaire, first team, and Eric Williams, I have him second team. Uh, two really good Pac-12 players. I mean, they were starting on each of their Pac-12 teams. Jaden Dallaire, most improved player. Eric Williams, really good, was really good at Duke Ness. Transferred to Oregon, solid player there, got good minutes and then they had nick lynch uh who gives them size and shooting down low i love those transfers all three of them fantastic they returned townsend too who was great at the beginning of the year they really missed him when he was injured um i thought he was really good at the beginning of last year so maybe mckinney doesn't start but i don't know i think he might start mckinney and then you can have a star and townsend coming off the bench to score for you or you start Townsend, Rocksteady's point guard, and then you get McKinney, your star sophomore off the bench. Not star, but your your you know, your future off the bench, and he's really good. And then uh Marcellus Erlington comes back. I mean, he was uh, honorable mention last year. Really good player. Um I think his role is obviously gonna take a step back from last year. Um will he be as good? I don't know. He'll uh he'll get more be more efficient though. I mean he can get more open shots, especially because attention's gonna be on Delaire and Williams. I mean, they have really good spacing. All their guys can shoot in their starting lineup, but they go Nick Lynch, Williams, Delaire, Arlington, Townsend. Every single guy can shoot in that lineup. So I mean they have a really dangerous team. And uh, I think the other big question is I mentioned, you know, Townsend or McKinney off the bench, but the two Juco guys, can they contribute off the bench too? Or even maybe start uh, induce Turner and Baji Pierre. Um, both, you know, are good ranked Juco players. They should be able to contribute. It's just a matter of how much. Uh, so, I mean, they have a good team. Um, that's why I have their ceiling as the second place in West Coast Conference. And actually, 
I like their team better if they make the uh if they make a tournament. I say second round of NCAA tournament. I think they have a team if it all comes together. They have the scoring, uh, the size may be an issue, but they have the scoring and they have the talent. I think to get to the second round of NCAA tournament. Uh, however, their floor uh, a little bit lower. You know, maybe things don't mesh well. They get some injuries. Whatever, fifth place and NIT. Um, but still, San Diego is in a much better spot than they have been in the last couple of years. Uh, moving on to BYU, Rudy Williams, great ad, first team all conference. In my opinion, he's gonna have to carry a lot of the load for BYU, um, especially because they didn't end up getting uh, Davis which I wish they did. Ugh. They would have been so good if they had a backcourt of Anthony Davis and Rudy Williams, uh, along with George uh, Traore and Ali Atiki. I mean, that lineup would be so good. That would be second, I think, easily in the West Coast Conference. But missed out on Davis. You're asking Rudy to fill a big hole at the point guard, and then you're starting Nell now, uh, along with um, George, obviously, Fus, and then Ali Atiki. Um they are got a crystal ball for Kim Aiken from Arizona, formerly used to be Eastern Washington. He's a great compliment to Foos because he's a guy that can play anywhere between the two to the four and add some shooting. I mean, last year I think he was hitting before or in his limited time at Arizona, he was hitting I think one three a game at fifty six percent or something like that. So I mean, a great shooter. Um, so he should, he's a great compliment to Foost, offers a different skill set so they could work uh, well together given what uh, Mark Pope needs. Uh, Foost Traore, I think he's going to be a star. Um, all over the BYU Twitter, I mean, people obviously make the connection to Yoli Childs, and I don't think that's uh, really too far-fetched. I think Foost Traore is going to really break out this year, and he's going to be a fantastic player for him. Uh, I could see him maybe averaging near... Double-double. Uh, I think you're definitely looking at eight rebounds, like 13, 14 points a game. I think he's going to be really good for him. Uh, the big question is, Ali Atiki, can he develop enough where he's a good starting center? I, he has the potential. I mean, just started playing basketball recently also, kind of like the Wessel situation. But I think Atiki has a lot of potential. Last year, he started to get it going towards the end as he got more play time. And I think that was the big thing. He needs just play time. And I think that's a big thing for BYU all this year. You have, they didn't really hit the transfer portal hard. You have a lot of young players coming in or that are already on the team. So I think that's why they could struggle. And I could see them even dropping down a, you know, I see them more towards the switching with San Fran just because they're really going to rely on a, you know, a lot of young players off the bench. Um, but it will be better for them in the future as they go towards a Big 12 play and they leave the conference. They need some of those guys. They need to figure out whether they are good enough for, obviously, Big 12 play because it is a big step up. And whether they, like, what they have, they don't know exactly, especially when you have players coming off of missions. You don't really know how good they're going to be after uh, two years gone from basketball, No, nope, not playing competitive basketball. So Ali Atiki and then the post depth. They don't really have post depth. Uh, didn't end up getting a post player. I think they really wanted Mo uh, NG. Didn't end up getting him with the SMU. So they kind of got left out there, and they were kind of sitting there and weren't quite sure uh, what they have. Um, so I think they really need someone to step up. And, I mean, there's no one really. Uh, I think they're really going to be relying on Ali Atiki, Foose, and then just trying to get by with uh, Kim Aiken. 
as the backup. Uh, but I'll see BYU does have some uh, potential. Obviously depends on Dallin Hall I'm really high on. Uh, I think he'll be really good at BYU. And then uh, Richie Saunders had some shooting. So, I mean, they have some pieces, but overall, I mean, it's not as talented as the roster has been in the past couple years. Uh, so I have them at the, for their floor, I have them fifth. Uh, for their ceiling, I only have them fourth, and NIT obviously uh, for a fourth. But if they end up fifth, I don't think they'd, uh, or I think they'll get NIT still. So I mean, I just think they're an NIT team this year. I don't think there's much of a ceiling, but at least the floor is not too low. Uh, San Francisco, they also had a fantastic recruiting class uh, that rivals San San Diego. Both of them had big recruiting classes. Uh, First of all, Marcus Williams is the big ad for me. Uh, first team all-conference. At Wyoming, averaged like 16 points a game. Was third team all-Mountain West. Really good player. Goes to Texas A&M. Left the team early. Was averaging like seven points there. I mean, he's a good player. I think at San Fran, I think his first team. I think he'll be fantastic for him. Get Khalil Shabazz to return, which is huge. I, they're saying they want Khalil Shabazz to really step up in that Bouye role. I can see him getting better stats, but the Bouye role, it's not really one that fits Khalil Shabazz. Uh, I don't think you could try and force him to be like that. He's not the same going to the rim. But, I mean, Khalil Shabazz's shooting is fantastic. Uh, you hope he can kind of get some better percentages. Um but yeah, Khalil Shabazz returning huge. That's basically like their own transfer because he entered the portal and came back. And then Tyrell Roberts is a recent one. Um, I have him on the honorable mention list. I mean, you're talking guy that was Pac-12 last year also. Was a great contributor there. Averaged, uh, I think, around 10, 11 points for Washington State. Really good shooter. Uh, I was high on him when he came out of UC- UCSD into the transfer portal. He was fantastic there. Um, only problem is he's a little bit smaller, like Khalil Shabazz. So if you do the three-guard lineup like you did last year or like they did last year with Marcus Williams, Khalil Shabazz, Tyrell Roberts, you're really small. Uh, at least Gabe Stefanini was like 6'3", 6'4", while Marcus Williams, he's 6'3", 6'4". Uh, so we'll see what they do there. Maybe they do start Julian Wishwang, but if not, you're going small. However, the shooting on that team is fantastic with Marcus Williams can hit a shot. Tyrell Roberts, great shooter. Shabazz, great shooter. Rish Wang, great shooter. And then Zane Meeks, great shooter. You have shooting all around. And then they had Tony Rokot, uh, fantastic player also. He's UCSD. So him and Roberts, they got two UCSD, former UCSD players. Uh, he will try, he'll fill the offensive gap of Masalski, given that he is a post player that can drive past people. He's quick and has a good little post moves. Smaller, though. But he should try and replace the offensive production Muscalski had down low. But defensively, he's nowhere near what Muscalski was on defense. And that's why you add Saba Gigaberia. Uh, he's going to be more of their uh, Muscalski defensively. He's going to try and fill the gap defensively that Muscalski has. Um, only problem with him, he's unproven. Hasn't really done much in his two years. But I do think he's better than uh, Voldemir. Um, so I think he'll get minutes above him. Overall... Not quite sure down low in the post play post area. I mean, must like I, I wrote down. No, Masalski is huge. I mean, him and Bouye were big. I think they replaced Bouye better than they replaced Masalski. Masalski was such an incredible player because he gave you that versatility on defense with his blocks and offensively was fantastic too. So that was you didn't have to worry about having two people fill those those needs. Well, now they got two different people trying to fill those needs and. 
one unproven, so you're unsure, and then can Rokok uh, really switch it, switch his game? Uh, does it translate? Uh, we'll see, but I really like the potential on this team. So I have their floor, fifth place, where they are now uh, with an NIT, and I have their ceiling as third place in the conference and NCAA tourney first round. Uh, next up, we have Portland. Portland didn't really have a off season where you would go, oh, they did incredible, but they made some moves that uh, while not – while they don't get your attention, they did really well uh, adding to what they already have because you returned your top six scores. Robertson and Moses Wood will be all-conference. And then you add Joey St. Pierre. Good. He'll be a great center for them off the bench. And even if they don't bring him off the bench and they start him, he's quality center, better than Silviera. So you upgrade there. Alden Applewhite, good shooter, high-ranked out of high school. Like, when was the last time Portland got a Power 5 transfer? Um so that's a fantastic add, and uh, Alden Applewhite, I think he'll be really good for him. Um, and he's also was just a freshman last year, so you got him for the next couple of years. He's going to really develop well under Shante. And then you got Vukasin Masic. Interesting transfer because you get him from Maine, which was one of the historically, last couple of years, one of the worst college basketball teams in the nation. However, he fits the Portland guard mold. He can do a little bit of everything, and he can shoot fairly well. So he really fits the mold. And what I've learned about Shante Leggins is you don't do not underestimate him like he gets he knows what he needs in his players there's not very many people that Shante Leggins goes after and they and don't end up doing well he uh, he has knows what he he knows what players he needs and he knows how to get the most out of them so like while you may look at the three transfers and be like oh it's nothing incredible um I'd trust Shante and that he can get the most out of them and then uh they add Wyatt Lowell from Juco, and he has a similar skill set to Moses Wood. He can shoot taller. I think he'll be really good for him. Uh, and with all that, I mean, you're looking at much more bench depth. They had little bench depth last year. Sometimes with their injuries, I mean, they were really, really just playing their starting five, and then one, you know, n- maybe Naduka, or they bring someone off the bench, Silviera, for a few minutes. I mean, they're freshmen they never really dipped into. So now he added that bench depth. So, I mean, while I was concerned about Portland versus the lower teams, now you have bench depth and not only just some, like, quality, I think, bench depth. I'll give them good minutes. So I look at that, and you're like, oh, maybe they can be higher than what I do have them. Uh, Wyatt Lowe, uh, Boldanged it. They also added he's one of the best recruits Portland's ever had in the last couple of years, I think. <laughs> I think he'll be really good for him. Um, he was impressive in FIBA, averaged like five points. Um, I think he'll be good under Leggins. He can shoot tall. I think Leggins would make him a good player. And then they add Gorosito, and he looks impressive. Uh, I think he'll be a good contributor for them in the future. Um, you could maybe even say he gets minutes this year, but I don't think so. I don't think he the, either freshman really has a big impact this year. But looking into the future, those are two really good ads for him. Um. Their floor, I'm sixth and CBI, and then uh, ceiling, uh, fifth and CBI. Uh, Santa Clara. Uh, they really got good fit transfers. Carlos Marshall, uh, a good all-around guard, does a little bit of everything. He just fits the model for, uh, I think, the Santa Clara wings you expect, in, such as like Keyshawn Justice last year and Jalen Williams. He kind of fits the mold of those two. You know, a taller guard that can do a little bit of everything and has good shooting. And then they had Braden Puds. Posiemski, who I think is one of the highest potential transfers that entered the conference, really high on him. I think he'll be good. And then they get Jacob Ensinger. 
uh, as a freshman, he's high ranked Euro prospect, ranked 18th in his class in his uh, year. So he'll he'll be good for the future. And uh, he, I mean, it's the same mold. They have their mold that they go for now. You know, they go for bigger players that can shoot and uh, do a little bit of everything. And he really fits that. And then they just added Kosi Akametu, and I think that is a very notable ad. I think it'll be fantastic for him because super athletic and tall. And I mean, he's just started to, you know, pick up his game. He's a late riser in the class. I mean, I think Xavier just offered him a little bit ago and he chose Santa Clara and who wants St. Bonaventure. So he was actually getting some looks uh, towards the end of his recruitment, but Santa Clara was able to pick him up. I think he'll be fantastic for him, especially uh, as he continues to develop and, that was a really good ad. Um, Keyshawn Justice coming back, very big for him. Otherwise, wouldn't have had any really proven talent on the team. Um, so I have him getting back to his all-conference role. Uh, Carlos Stewart, does he get an expanded role is the question. Um, they added a lot. Carlos Marshall with Podesiemski, uh, Cameron, uh, Keyshawn Justice. Still have uh, Jordan Williams. I mean, there's a lot of minutes to go around at the guard spot and the small forward spot so you know they're really guard heavy um and that's the spot i'm less worried about obviously they won't be nearly as good i mean you're talking Jalen williams left guy that's gonna get picked top 15 so they lost a lot in him and then but the bigger issue is down low um betty Ako and braun can they hold down the post braun i'm more confident in than betty Ako. i think you kind of know what you get from betty Ako. i don't really see him improving too much um, so you're really relying on Cameron Tongue or Jacob Holt to emerge. You're really like one of those two guys has to step up, if not both, or else your post is going to be pretty weak, um, and you're really going to rely on those guards. But, I mean, solid team, I think. Uh, and maybe I'm doing them a disservice, putting them down in seventh, but I think uh, their floor seventh, the ceiling sixth on CBI. I mean, I just think... I'm I'm just too worried about the post uh, presence down there for Santa Clara. Pepperdine, uh, they added Babakub Kulabali. I loved it. Adds defense and athleticism at center. Um, I think he's a better version of Victor Ohia Obioha, and I think he'll be better. It's what they needed. They also got Javon Porter, top. I mean, I think Sports 247 has him ranked top 100. Um, I mean, he's going to be good. He can contribute immediately. Lorenzo Romar keeps going the recruiting route, and I love it. Uh, he keeps getting good players. Just hopefully he can get them to you know show results because you're getting good recruits, but you saw last year, I mean, they had the fantastic three freshmen, but they didn't really do much uh, record-wise. So we'll see what they can do. Uh, you know, like I just said, the big three return, Houston Millette, Mike Mitchell, and Maxwell Lewis. Big issues from last year, shot selection and defense. So they definitely need to get those up, especially shot selection. I thought they had terrible shot selection last year, just throwing up some shots. I was like, that's a terrible choice. And then defense was awful. Um, They really need to improve that. So you hope Koulibaly can help. But, I mean, the starting lineup of Mitchell, Millette, Lewis, Zedek, and Koulibaly is solid. And that's why I have them uh, for their ceiling, seventh, actually. I think they can move up a spot. I mean, that's a solid starting five along with Porter off the bench who might be able to jump in a starting lineup if Koulibaly struggles or if someone gets injured. I think I'm high on Porter. He could maybe be – I think he's going to be their favorite for conference freshman of the year. Uh, but the problem is you could have the same issues last year. Bad shot selection. Defense is bad. I mean, 
could see them just struggle again. So I have their floor uh, 10th. I think I could really see them also finishing 10th again. <clears throat> Next up, Pacific. Uh, added scoring, uh, which they struggled with last year immensely. Uh, the Oklahoma State duo should definitely cause trouble. You talk Donovan Williams coming in. Uh, Nebraska, all-time leading high school scorer. Uh, really good player, highly recruited out of high school. I think he'll be the best transfer they have. And then they had Kalen Boone, who uh, is definitely more proven at Oklahoma State. Really good, long, athletic. Uh, I think he'll start at the power forward. I mean, that's that's a good two transfers they had there. And then you add Ivy Curry. He was good at UTSA. A solid point guard there. I think he'll immediately take over the point guard spot at Pacific. Get Tyler Beard. I think he'll end up uh, being a backup guard for him. Uh, but, I mean, that's a really good player off the bench. Another Power six player. So, they're, I mean, transfer portal, they're fantastic. They did a great job. Nick Blake should continue to develop. He uh, had a couple good games at the end of the year. So I'm really high on Nick Blake. I thought last year he was the best player they got to come in. I hope he can continue to develop. So, I mean, Pacific has potential. That's why I have their ceiling at seventh. Um, but then you look at it, if they get an injury, uh, the bench is pretty weak. Where does the bench production come from besides Beard? Uh, they don't really have anyone else where I go. Oh, he should be able to contribute and uh, hold the zone. I think the bench is pretty weak. So I have their floor 10. Well, and finally, get to the last team here, LMU. Uh, I, they address their issues, like I said. Added shooting and arms and tights. Uh, added size and Graham and Asanza. So did the two things they had had issues with this uh, past year immensely. Uh, so that should be good. And Arns, I mean, you had two Power 5 transfers in Arns and Tights. And Asanza, you had three, actually. Arns is going to be one of the best shooters in the conference. And then Tights should be good shooter also. I mean, Asanza, 7-2. Can he, you know, get it together? I th- He could maybe start. So, I mean, you look at that, and that's a lo- very good adds. Um, and I also think that their offense is going to be better now that they don't have to run through Eli Scott. I think last year they were a little bit constricted feeling they had to run everything through Eli Scott. And now that he's gone, I think they'll be able to uh, run a more fluid offense uh, uh, with less turnovers. Uh, they, I know they didn't get their true point guard still unless you play, uh, unless Cam Sheldon's coming back, which I think he is. I'm not sure about that. But Cam Sheldon comes back, I think you're going to have a better offense. Uh, and so maybe they are going to be a better team. But then I also look at it and I think, uh, who can create their own shot? No one on this team can get their own shot. Uh, so at the same time, it could be another rough, rough year offensively. I think they will end up uh, being better. And defensively, they should be better. I mean, overall, they're a better team, but the rest of the conference just got better is the issue. So I have their floor 10th and their ceiling. I do think they can get up to 8th if everything comes together. Their shooting works out. Their size works out. They can defend. I think they can get up to 8th. That is my thoughts. The first episode back. Uh, Looking forward to this year. The conference really did well in the transfer portal. Didn't lose too much and uh, added a lot. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of question marks. A lot of teams uh, really shook up their rosters this year. So, I mean, once you get into the season and or as the seasons get closer and you hear more about each player and how they're looking uh, during the summer workouts, it'll be uh, interesting to, you know, come back and revisit the list, revisit the power rankings and uh, see how they do. But, as excited to be back, excited to be able to uh, really get back into these. I'll be dropping short uh, top 10, I think, episodes uh, rather than 
this long one um, as we keep going. And then once the season starts, I'll try and do more longer ones, breaking it down, really uh, analyzing what's been happening with each team. But yeah, it's great to be back. And uh, thank you for listening. I've been Sam Blon, and uh, have a good rest of your day.